You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What up, folks? This is Michael Bumpus along with my producer, Nash Chobie. Hawk Talk Preview Week 13. The Seahawks face the Vikings on the Monday night football, but we cannot start this episode without recognizing that Thanksgiving was yesterday. How was your Thanksgiving, sir? Thanksgiving was great, man. My sister flew in town from New York, hadn't seen her for about a year and a half, so drove up to my uncle's house, a bunch of family in there. I got two uh, young nieces who just... um, been alive for five weeks, so five got some, some twin time. Uh, it, it was good. And then drove all over the state of Washington, so I'm a little <laughs> tired, but it's all good. I'm, I'm still full. I tried to get a little workout this morning to run off some of that food, but that was good. How about you? It was uh, it was good. You know, my wife has some family in town. They roll about 30 to 40 deep in the uh, in the Harinkas side of the family, but mm. uh, it was good. Can't complain. The family stayed in town. They were going to leave, so it was nice to, to keep tradition going. And, uh, yeah, thankful for another day. Another right. Seahawk uh, preview edition, week 13. Let's get it. Let's go. Big game this week now. Big game this week. Um, we'll just jump right into it. We've got some injury updates. Uh, a little later edition of Hawk Talk this week uh, after with the Thanksgiving holiday, but Pete Carroll did step to the podium this week. Gave an update on Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, as we know, um, hasn't really been 100%. He had to stay back in San Francisco for a couple days in the hospital. They got his leg right. He did play against the Eagles, but this was uh, Pete's update on Tyler. Feels really good now. It was. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't maybe 100. percent You know, even though he could run and play and all that, he just feels better now. So, um, I think it's going to take all the way to Monday to really kind of put it in the in, in the rearview mirror. But um, he's in good shape. He looked really good today. Outside of Tyler, we also got Luke Wilson, who's been dealing with a hamstring. He's been out for a couple weeks. But Luke, as Pete always talks about, an incredible healer. Uh, not really sure what that means, but he, he plays through injuries that uh, other people haven't been able to come back from. This is Pete's update on him. Luke is trying to pull pull it off. Now, he's, he's, he is as aggressively approaching it as you can do it, you know, and, and uh, he's going to try and prove that he can play this week. So we'll see how it goes. Trainers are trying to hold him back from, you know, going too far too soon. Uh, but that's how Luke does it. And Luke has been remarkable over the, you know, over the years. And so I uh, wouldn't count him out. And then, of course, uh, we, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Jadavion Clowney, who put, turned in one of the best performances we've ever seen from a defensive lineman against the Niners, was unable to play against the Eagles, but Pete Carroll's still pretty optimistic that he's going to give it a go this Monday night. Counting on him getting back, you know. Um, well, well, yeah, we are. We're counting on him getting back, but um, he's still got to make it. So that's a little twinge of optimism there again. you know. That, um, but he feels good about it. He wants to go, and he's going to try to make it. Good news out of that. And lastly, uh, Jaron Reed kind of got twisted up, has, dealing with an ankle issue. He's been determined to practice this week, and uh, he really wants to play. So, But we're probably going to have to take that up to game time on Monday night. So hopefully our guy Jay Reed will be back there to keep helping that defensive line. The Vikings, the Week 13 opponent, uh, they were on the bye last week, so they didn't play a game. So we'll jump right into key matchups. Key matchups. There's no recap. The Vikings were at home chilling while the Seahawks were grinding it out. So first key matchup, we got to go with Kirk Cousins versus Seahawks defense. Cousins, the last 
seven games. He's thrown for over 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, one interception, and a 73% completion rate. This guy is low-key balling. Like, I've been one of the guys who've, like, who've kind of hated on Cousins mm-hmm. a bit because he hasn't won the big game, and he still hasn't won too many big games. He played well against Denver, beat the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at his numbers, and he looks like a pro bowler. The numbers don't lie because the, the biggest knock on Kirk was he does not beat teams with a above 500 record. Yeah. He's been able to do that a couple times this season. And from you talk to anyone, uh, whether it's the Vikings or people that watch him, everyone's pretty much a consensus that he's playing the best he's ever played in his career. Overall this season, Cousin leads the NFL with a passer rating of 114, while Russell Wilson has a 112 passer rating. I wonder how those Viking fans feel about that. You know all that talk about Russ being MVP. Mm-hmm. There has to be some chatter in Minnesota about Cousins being an MVP candidate, right? Oh, yeah. I've been doing some research in, in Minnesota, and they're, they're feeling a little jit, man. They're feeling <laughs> like their guy Kirk isn't getting enough love, but uh, it's definitely going to come down to Monday night, and we'll, we'll really get to see. Yes, sir. Um, Cousins has been really good with the play-action pass. He's had 12 touchdown passes off the play-action pass when you have a running back like Cook, which we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. that's going to help your play-action situation. Cousins also been sacked 22 times this season, 22 times. That means that this defensive line needs to get after this guy. Oh, you, you absolutely have to, and he's not he's a guy that's, that's mobile but is not a Lamar Jackson by any stretch of the imagination or anyone like that. So 22 is actually good for them. Because he's trying to get the ball out quicker, but if you're if you're the Seahawks defensive line, you're licking your chops. Licking your chops. Um, assistant head coach uh, Gary Kubiak believes that Cousin is buying in to their system. And as a quarterback, if you're not bought into the system, your chances of being successful um, they just go down. Russell's bought in. Mm-hmm. Um, Dak is bought in, even though they've been struggling a bit. All these top notch quarterbacks believe in their system they believe in their quarterbacks and it looks like cousin is bought in in minnesota yeah i mean like you said the numbers don't lie 21 touchdowns three interceptions he's taking care of the ball getting out fast and they got weapons now yes they do a weapon that we need to look after is dalvin cook versus seahawk front seven cook has emerged as one of the best running backs in the nfl raking third in the league with 1017 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns it's almost like this guy came out of nowhere like you knew there was talent there but he's really starting to put it together this year he's been solid but if you look at the numbers he you know he rushed for like 500 or 600 his first couple of years and out of nowhere it's like a light switch went on they're just gelling offensively and he is a problem he's sure. a problem he will also catch the football 45 receptions for 455 yards and when they talk about Dalvin Cook they talk about his vision how he can set up blocks and as a running back you're kind of like two moves ahead Mm -hmm. you know you're setting up blocks for the next one so I like what this guy does he does have great vision he can catch the football he's emerging to be one of the best all-around backs in the NFL absolutely and the crazy thing is you just mentioned all his stats he's coming off the worst game of the season against Denver he had held to 26 yards on 11 carries and that was the game the Vikings were down 20 to nothing so Obviously, I would like that to continue for at least another week. Let's pray for a bad game from Dalvin Cook. And the Seahawks are 10th best against the rush, allowing 100, uh, excuse me, 101 yards per game. So it's set up, man. These guys got to prove it. Stop yep. Cook, put pressure, put pressure on the, um, Cousins, and they'll be all right. Another matchup, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny versus the Vikings front seven. I like that we are now talking about Rashad Penny. Yep. I love Chris Carson. He's a baller. He's our horse. He's the guy we're going to go to. But when you can throw on a guy, a young gun like Rashad Penny in the mix, that's more for these defenses to prepare for. Oh, and Rashad's just doing everything he needs to do. Like against the 49ers, he only played like three or you know three snaps, and on one of those he fumbled. Yep. So that's really easy to get down on your confidence and, and kind of shut it down. But he stayed with it, came out, and we showed what we can do. We've seen 
seen glimpse of the of this, but against the Eagles, you saw that speed and that twitch that's just different from Chris, so it's a good one-two punch between them. Great one-two punch. Despite only rushing for 26 yards on eight carries last week, uh, Carson is still number eight in the NFL in rushing at uh, 879 yards. It would be nice to see him break the 1,000-yard mark on Monday night. That would be sweet. If he breaks the 1,000-yard 1, mark, we're winning this football game. Oh, no question about it. If you can get after their, their run defense, which is like uh, we'll talk about it, it's very stingy, 94 yards. Allowed. Uh, They're the sixth best rushing defense in the league. So if we can get if we can get over 100 yards from Chris Carson, we're definitely winning that game. Yep, get over 100 and get what you can from Penny. Last week he had 129 yards on 14 carries. That's a 9.2 average uh, per carry. I'll take that all day. And he had a career long of 58 yard rush in the fourth quarter. Um, and a TD that kind of just sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. You saw that go down. One, it's nice to see number 20 do it. Then you bust up a 58-yarder. Um, we were feeling really good at that point in the game. Yeah, no, it kind of sealed it, and it's just, just it's great, like I said, to see him kind of take over. Chris was having a tough day, and, and I'm not exactly sure what was going on, but when Penny was on the field and he had the ball in his hands, he was making plays. Yes, sir. The next matchup, the Vikings wide receiver core versus Seahawks secondary. Now, these Vikings have a very talented receiver group. they got Stephon Diggs, 46 receptions, 880 yards, five touchdowns. Then you have Thielen, who's having a down year, but he's been battling some injuries. He has 27 receptions for 396 yards. Um, and it's all because of injury. If mm-hmm. he comes back healthy on Monday and he's ready to go, that's a great one-two punch they got over there. Yeah, and I mean, he's been hobbled with a bad hamstring the last couple of games. But you look back to 2018, he was absolutely balling out. 113 receptions, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. And for a guy his size, that's the crazy thing. They'll move him inside, and he's a matchup nightmare. So while we're talking about the Seahawks secondary, Akeem King stepped out there in a lot of the nickel situations last week. I look to see that again. He's a bigger guy to kind of help with those slot matchups. Yes, sir. The Seahawks secondary in the last two weeks has intercepted three passes. Three passes. That goes – and that's that's a big deal for them. Um, earlier in the season, they were the question mark. How is, this, how is this group going to perform? And for the last two weeks, man, they've been balling out. Trey Flowers has made plays. Uh, Shaquille Griffin is ranked top five in the in the league as far as uh, pass breakups with 13, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDougal, the OG in the back, holding it down, throwing. I call him the pit bull, Quandre Diggs. I love what the secondary is doing right now. Well, the two safeties, which is great. When Quandre came in, you can tell it just kind of shored stuff up and – Bradley won't tell you this because he's such a good team guy and he'll do whatever this team asks you to do, but it's got to be nice to be like, listen, I know I'm in the box. I'm playing strong safety. I don't have to learn both positions constantly. I can just do what I do, and it's showing it with his play. Yes, sir. Next matchup, the Seahawks wide receiver versus the Vikings secondary. The Vikings struggled in pass defense through 11 games. They've allowed 40 pass plays of 20 yards or longer, which ranks 21st in the league. So that tells me DK is going to make a big play. Josh Gordon can make a big play. Lockett can make a big play. Russell Wilson throws the best deep ball in the game. Let's see it again on Monday. Um, something's got to give. Russell's among the league leaders in explosive plays. That That's their weakness, right? He has 43 of them. Okay, so he can, as you said, he can get the ball downfield. He's the best deep ball in the league. DK came off uh, a tough game for him. I know the wind was swirling. He'll tell you he should have caught those balls. So I'm looking for him to have a big game. And if Lockett's back to 100%, it should be a problem out there. Yes, sir, it should be a problem. All right, so now we're going to go to the way-too-early playoff picture, but that's what we do, and we okay love it. for us to do it. It's yeah. all right. Obviously, the division leaders, you got the Niners, the Saints, who I was hoping took an L against ATL last night, but didn't happen. Um, the Packers and the 6-6 six and six Cowboys. How about that NFC East, man? Man, every week it just looks like no one wants to win it. Yeah, it. I mean, it's every. There, everyone is still in the hunt. And that I mean, between the Eagles and Cowboys, they're going to go back and forth. That's going to be tough. But 
the Seahawks, it's, it's going to come down to them just taking care of business because the last three weeks there's been multiple chances for us to get some help, yep. just to get some help, and it just hasn't happened. So the Seahawks are really just going to have to take care of business. But the one game I'm – Every Seahawks fan should have absolutely circled and underlined on your calendar is Sunday, Niners at the Ravens. I want to see if this 49er defense is real. I know they're real. They make mm-hmm. some plays. They play with intensity. But can you stop the hottest player in the league right now and perform against an offense that you don't see every week? You'll yep. see this offense once a year. I want to see what they do. No, and, <laughs> yeah, like you said, Lamar Jackson last Monday night against the Rams, that was one of the most crazy performances I've ever seen. It looked like the Rams shouldn't have been on the field with them. He is playing at such a high level, and like you said, we're going to learn about them. It's a tough, it's a road environment. A guy that you never see before, a guy that's balling out. We'll see uh, their coaching staff is up to the challenge, and if the Seahawks are going to get any kind of help, it's coming this weekend. It's coming this weekend. And if they don't get help, you just do what the heck you do. Mm-hmm. Win Keep ball playing. games. Ball out on a Monday night. The Hawks typically don't lose these games. And they're at home. And I think it's a good challenge, man. The Hawks got to get back to winning at home. Yep. You know, undefeated on the road, which is great. You hope to split the road games. But at home, you got to take care of home. And that's what I believe they're going to do on Monday against these Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, man. And uh, the other thing, when you look at the schedule, just kind of the Packers, they, they got an – I don't want to say easy, but think of the Giants, Skins, Bears, uh, Vikings, and Lions. So the Packers, we saw them against the 49ers last Monday night, and that they showed that they might be a step back. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of look at this, the Niners, like we mentioned, the Ravens, they got the Saints the following week. That's going to be a huge game. They got the Falcons who are playing better. They got the Rams and us. So it's going to come down to... It's going to come down to, like you said, us taking care of business one week at a time. Let's beat these Vikings. Uh, the only thing that happened in, in terms of playoff scenarios heading into this weekend is the Saints won, so they clinched an NFC South division title, and the Niners can clinch a playoff berth, not a division title, playoff berth if they win and the Rams lose. So we'll see. Obviously, we're going to be big Ravens fans this Big week. Ravens. Go Ravens. Go Earl. Do your thing, baby. All right, the pass of victory. Control the Vikings' weapons. They are incredibly talented. You got Cousins, you got Diggs, you got Cush, you got Thielen. You got Kyle Rudolph, who hasn't been playing to the level that we're used to, but he's still a threat. He hasn't scored a touchdown, I believe, since week five. So he's down a bit, but you can't sleep on that, man, because uh, he is an NFL and he's still a baller. Yeah, you got to destroy the explosive plays. Any defense wants to do that. They have guys on paper. They have guys in every single position group that can hurt you. So you just got to take care of the big plays and keep those guys in control. Speaking of take care, let's take care of that football, baby. Let's not fumble the ball. We have way too many turnovers. This football team is too good Mm -hmm. and too responsible to put the ball on the ground like they have been. If I'm coach, I'm not even mentioning turnovers. I'm just saying, hey, let's take care of the rock. Do what you do, man. Do what you do. It's It's in their DNA is to take care of the football and take it away. We've done too much of turning the ball over this year. We're due to have that day where we put everything together and we just put the turnovers behind us. Another path to victory. Find a way to run the ball. The Vikings have a top-run defense but hasn't stopped us all year long. Why start now? They haven't stopped anybody. Let's not let's let's not make Monday night in Seattle the day where they miraculously show up and and stop us from rushing for over 100 yards. Got to break the 100 mark, 100 yard mark, and Chris Carson is going to break that 1000 yard mark. Yeah, he's Chris is going to bounce back. He's have a big game. We've done it against whether it was the Niners, whether it was the Bucks. Now we got the Vikings. Run the ball. That's what we do. Find a way to get it done.
Hey, and now we got to keep causing turnovers, cause havoc. I like seeing Griffin at that DN spot getting there. Hopefully Clowney is healthy. If Reed gets in there, um, he'll cause some havoc. Puna Ford, do your thing. There's a lot of names on that defensive line that can contribute to these turnovers. If they get to the quarterback, if they stop the run, it's going to be easier on the back end, and Trey Flowers has shown that he's ready to ball. Griffin has shown he's ready to ball. Hey, it's going to take a team effort, and I'm excited, ready to go. All right, that has been Hawk Talk Preview Edition Week 13, the Seahawks. Are playing the Vikings on a Monday night in Seattle. Should be great. It's been real. I'm your host, Michael Bumpus, along with my producer, Nasa Chobie. Have a great one.